Welcome to Roadhouse Minute, the podcast where we review the best bad movie of all time, Roadhouse, one minute at a time, and where we always try to be nice until it's time not to be nice. I'm Roger. I'm Marcy. And we're joined for one last time this week by Travis Bowe from Real Comic Heroes and a bunch of other things. How are you doing, Travis? I'm doing very well. Awesome. Thank you. Well, here we are. This is minute 42. Uh, This minute starts with Doc admiring Dalton's stitches, and it ends with cars pulling up to Wesley Manor. (laughs) So... Cars. Cars. Those are some cars. <laughs> Those are some get. cars. We're going to talk about at least the monster truck a little bit in this minute because it's the first time we get to see it, I think. Um, but so I've got a question about this minute because this minute starts. I mean, this is sort of the completion of this this whole meet cute between Doc and Dalton. I want to talk about these stitches, though. I don't know if anybody else noticed this. Like, so she's admiring these stitches that he seems to have put in his arm. They look like they were put in with like needlepoint thread. <laughs> I, I these do not seem like are these good stitches? I mean, he did them in a bar. I guess so. Like, <laughs> what is that that he's used though? Honestly, Marcy, this looks like the kind of thread you would use for one of your quilts. <laughs> it doesn't look that dissimilar to me from what Andrew had in his face. For real? For real. Wow. Did you okay. look at that closely when he had those? I mean, I guess I wasn't evaluating them like I would if I was doing a movies by minute podcast. It was just my son. Yeah. Um, no, I, I don't I don't remember them looking like this or not like this. I don't remember it looking that dissimilar. Have you all had any stitches in your life? I have not. I haven't that I can, you know, I, recall. Up yeah, to this point, I've managed either. to have survived with no stitches nor any broken bones. Yeah. Yeah, same, same. here. I'm I should have had sure stitches, that... but I didn't get them. You should have had stitches? Yeah, you know that thing on my knee that looks like a caterpillar? Oh, yeah. It's a pretty big wound. I mean, even now, this is, what, 35 years later? It's still about mm, almost a half inch wide. I mean, when I was a kid, I big. tripped and fell and split my tongue wide open. Mm-hmm. Um, but you don't stitch that up. No, that just, heals very it quickly. Just, it just healed. Yeah. So I guess, and so, you know, we also have... But, you know, we, the thing that was different about these stitches from Andrew's is that it looks like they tied off at the beginning and the end, and he just went through, you know, like all yeah. five or six of the five stitches and then tied it off at the end. Whereas Andrew's stitches, I think he had three on the side of his face, and each one was individually tied off. Yeah, that's a good point. So, like, so starts on the bottom left, ends yes. on the top right, as if you were trying to stitch together. Yes, I don't know. It's not skin. I don't yeah. think you actually do it like that. I think, I think real skin. life stitches tend to look really uh, a lot more nasty, uh, whereas movie stitches, I think, tend to be cleaner. Um, yeah, and. This is maybe just sort of a random question that is unanswerable. Like, what are we looking at there, like, from a makeup perspective? They're not actually putting stitches into his arm. No, I bet it's like a sticker or something like that, where they have, like, something that makes that darker line. Yeah. It's kind of like something like a raised gluey thing. I guess so. And then those pieces of thread probably get glued on some way. Who yeah. knew? 
Who knew that a nail file could do so much damage? <laughs> they could have um, taken like a, it could be a small appliance that they've, you know, it could be, I don't know, the size of a half dollar that's got a little bit of skin on it that they did actually sew after having put that, the darker pink, you know, fresh mm-hmm. skin line and then apply that entire, you know, patch onto his shoulder and then did a really good job of blending it in to look like real skin. That is one way they could have done. Yeah. I'll say, I mean, it looks convincing to me. I, yeah. Somehow I don't see Patrick Swayze as being the kind of method actor like Harrison Ford, who would just say like staple my hat onto my head. (laughs) There's a little like abnormality here on second 10. Mm. Look at his bicep. He's got some junk on it. Oh, I noticed that a few times. And sometimes then, it's worse. Yeah. yeah. And sometimes it's non-existent. Really? But did that go back and forth in the last scene where you saw it and you didn't see it? Wasn't paying attention. I, I think he's... Oh, it's got... If you go ahead to second 14, it's gone. Yeah. yeah. What it's is like, that? It's like barely there. You can kind of see where it was. I think he's... Because um, she's done the, the staples... And then he lowers his arm, like probably back down to his side. So I think he's—I think his blood has transferred from his side wound to his bicep. Good thinking. I mean, this is really the minute to like. This is sort of the culmination of their kind of really connecting with each other, where you get this this exchange between the two of them, where Doc says, "You know, do you ever win a fight?" And Dalton says, "Nobody ever wins a fight." And I think I think it seems to me like for her. This is the minute where she really just looks at him and is like, oh, you're not like all the other guys. Right. Because I think it's a it's a playful question from her, you know, because she's just kind of joking about his, you know, the this most recent injury, this this uh, little wound that he's he stitched up himself and kind of joking about if you're have all these wounds, you know, yeah. Do you ever win a fight? I, I like how playful she is about asking it. But then he goes into the the philosophy mode and and saying how uh, very Zen response of no one ever wins a fight. So I think looking at her facial expression after he says that, like you can tell that like she's she's really into him mm. by the end of this minute. That that was my impression from looking at her face. Oh oh, the other thing too that I, I don't know if you all noticed this, but like as soon as they have that little exchange then like the music kicks in Mm. Um, that, that little like piece of score that they tend to play when the two of them are together. It's, I guess it's sort of what passes for like a quasi love theme in roadhouse. Mm -hmm. So that's sort of like a not very subtle way of the, the movie of the, the director telling you like, Oh, okay. They've really connected now. I'm curious if uh, I'm, I'm at like second 39, and it's just him. You can see his back, and you can see a few scars. And I'm just curious now, like, do these scars line up with the, <laughs> uh, you know, the diagram on the first minute hmm. this week? Yeah, that's a good question. My guess is no. <laughs> right. Um, I'd have to go back and take a look at that other page. My guess is that these are Patrick Swayze scars, not Dalton scars. Hmm. I don't know. I bet. I, <laughs> I bet these are. Uh, made up for the movie huh what second are you seeing those on yeah i don't um, see any like, scars on this back oh really uh, i'm on second 39 
where he's, you know, his back is to the camera. Uh, I mean, really it's from just 30, 33 to. Yeah, I'm, I'm seeing his back. It looks, yeah, it looks, it looks pretty nice and clean to me. Huh. I can see like on his upper uh, left shoulder area, there's a, uh-huh. a scar that runs diagonal. Oh, yeah. And then I want to say. Oh, yeah, there it is. Right side, kind of where under his rib cage, maybe a little bit further up, but in that general area, you can see a scar. Yeah, maybe. It's a good point. You know, top and then the side. Yeah. Maybe in in general terms. Yeah, that's that's left shoulder and, and lower right back. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Well. Extra extra brownie points to the uh, to the yeah people doing uh, makeup in this scene then and also that they're kind of subtle and looking old yeah. you know so much yeah, that yeah. you can almost miss them um, but it's I'm, a nice detail I missed them so the two of them have have definitely like made a connection right we all agree that like there's definitely there's there's some sparks going on here mm-hmm. yeah and then so this is what I was sort of alluding to in my last minute. Dalton just really fumbles the ball here, like with this kind of clumsy way that he attempts to say, you know, hey, if you like to stop by the double do sometime, I could buy you a cup of coffee. (laughs) Like, yeah, that was not that was not his best move. I agree. You know, you don't don't invite someone to the place you work to buy them a cup of coffee. It's especially. Yeah. So, okay, so let's start with that. He invites her. She has to come to him. If she wants to go out on a date with him, she has to come to a rough and tumble like roadhouse that right. has terrible shape. <laughs> and he's offering to buy her a cup of coffee. Well, what do you offer somebody if you don't drink? Like you and I haven't, well, most of our life together, we didn't drink at all. I think we could still say that we're non drinkers, even though we've experimented for a few months. But like, and we also didn't need to ask a lot of people out in our lives. That's fair. We are lucky. We neither one of us have had to have had to employ game for almost twenty years now. Right. But okay. So let's just let's just start with perhaps. Hey, can I get you a cup of coffee sometime? Yeah. Or hey, would you would you like to go out sometime? Or hey, can I take you out to dinner sometime? Yeah. How about? Can I take can I take you out on a date? And I mean, and her reply is so perfect because it just shows like how badly he's fumbled the ball. Like her reply is like, oh yeah, if I'm in the neighborhood, mm. like yeah. if I'm just randomly driving by this horrible part of town. <laughs> yeah. Uh no, I think his, his, the best move if he wants to keep it, you know fairly simple is yeah can i take you out for a cup of coffee sometime or I mean, we know that there's a diner in this town we'll we'll see the two of them eating yeah. or having coffee together later um so that's you know don't don't ask her to come to your bar for a cup of coffee it, what he could have done is ask her do you like to ride horses because he lives <laughs> he lives with horses you know like invite her over to to the barn and and maybe to go for a ride you know that's a, that's an interesting approach. I feel like that might that might require a bit more commitment from her than someone might be willing to provide on a first date. But that would be distinctive. Yeah. 
It all depends on if she already rides horses or not. I think if it's something that's in her wheelhouse, then it's a really baller move. I think if she doesn't know how to ride a horse (laughs) and she she gets asked to ride a horse Mm. and then she has this, uh, I don't know. There's a lot of steps to be able to know what to do if you're on a horse. I mean, my other thought is like, he works a job where on average, he probably gets off of work at about 4.30. She works a job where she's working 12-hour shifts. He should know this. Maybe he should have just said something like, hey, what do you say after you get off work tonight? I take you out for a cup of coffee. That would Instead be nice. of come by my CD bar sometime and maybe yeah. I'll take you out for coffee. Yeah. It's, maybe it's... bar coffee. And yet, I mean, so her answer is sort of like, yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. She doesn't, she doesn't turn him down. No. Yeah. She seems to indicate that she's not completely unreceptive to the idea. How many, how many like new men do you think they have in this place on a regular (laughs) basis? New men? Yeah. What do you mean? I don't know. I don't know. You're, it was challenging for my brother who lives out in Bozeman, Montana to find a wife. Right. And he at one point described that that part of the world was like predominantly male. And so I don't know, maybe, maybe this part of the world doesn't have a lot of turnover in their kind of like population and therefore potential men. She's been there for a while. She, we haven't, we don't know this yet, but she's dated that loathsome, disgusting man. Brad Wesley. Yeah. Brad Wesley. And so, you know, maybe there's, there's potential that like, this is uh, kind of a new opportunity and she's going to look at him in a different way and also give him a little bit of leeway for being an idiot. Yeah. I mean, I, I think, I think when he comes into the emergency room as just some idiot who got himself slashed in the chest his her viewpoint is you know oh it's another meathead i've never met him before but i know this character because i see this person 10 times a day um but by the end of these three minutes she knows he's not that kind of guy and we i think we can tell that her standards are a little bit higher so, yeah, I agree with you. I mean, I think she's she's willing to kind of... So here's a question, because we know what's going to happen. She is, in fact, going to just stop by the double deuce in a little while. Like, how long do you think it took her to come around and say, yeah, I better do do that? I, I, I would say a, a little while, because the double deuce starts to go under a makeover and, and very rapidly. Like, they don't... It's not a you know, a little bit at a time, but like the next time you see it, it's the the outside brick is, is cleaned up. It's the inside is very cleaned up and they've started making changes to it. And the, the uh, stage no, no longer has chicken wire around it. So things mm-hmm. like that, like, you know, I don't think that happens overnight. So I would say a week or two, you know, pass by. So do we think that, she's using that as a litmus test. Like, Hey, I'm going to see if this guy's really for real, if he really is going to clean up the double deuce all by himself. And she waits until she sees that he's for real. And this place is actually seemingly turning around because he's there. 
Could that be, or could she just have had some time off from her work? Right. <laughs> could have been her first day off, yeah. Her, her yeah. first time when she's free. Maybe mm-hmm. she does multiple days in a row. It's possible. You know, in, so in the script, so uh, I, we haven't done this in a little while, but I have a copy. So Travis, I got my hands on a copy of the shooting script. And in the, in the script, the, the scene is almost exactly the same, with one tiny difference. And I, I want to know if we like the fact that they changed it. So Dalton has his really lame coffee line and doc just says, if I'm in the neighborhood, you mean, and Dalton says something like that. Yeah. And then doc says, maybe I'll do that, which they didn't include in the movie. Okay. Yeah. It, it definitely makes it sound more hopeful that, you know, uh, telegraphs the fact that she is going to stop by soon. Um, I like it without it a little more open-ended, but let them hang, let them, you know, wonder, I guess. Yeah. I would say I do too. I I think it's more fun when she kind of shows up by surprise. Um, Especially when she shows up, it's like, you know, he's out there having a fight when she shows up. Mm -hmm. So I think you leave this minute feeling like the two of them are both sort of very cool customers. I mean, in some sense, they're they're sort of mirror images of each other in the sense that I think they both have lived lives where now they, you know, they're they're not so willing to just kind of throw themselves at someone. They want to proceed cautiously. Yeah. Um, and so neither one of them is willing to just really kind of go too overboard. Yeah, I think so, that's fair. I think that's fair. Well. We do get a couple of seconds of henchmen pulling up to Wesley Manor. I'm sorry that you're not going to be with with us uh, next week to talk about this, Travis, but you're going to be handing off the baton to another excellent guest star. Jim O'Kane is going to be coming on with us next week. Nice. To to watch Brad Wesley turn O'Connor into a messy bleeder. Um, (laughs) But we do, so we do get this, we do get this is this is our first shot of the monster truck. Am I right? In yeah, the movie. Yeah. I think it is. Um, I have some information about the monster truck. So, a couple things about this truck that I find interesting, and the, probably the most interesting thing is that this truck was specifically built for this movie. Wow! It huh. did not exist before this movie. Um, I, I mean, there were. So it says here. So this this truck is called Bigfoot Seven. Here's what I know from. The monster truck wiki. <laughs> Big, Bigfoot 7 is a Ford monster truck built by Bigfoot 4x4 in 1988. The truck was first built specifically for the 1989 film Roadhouse. When built, the truck had standard 66-inch tires. So you can see the tires there. They're yeah. big, but they're, you know, they're only, I guess they're only at this point, what? What is that? Five and a half feet tall? Mm-hmm. Wow. Um, now listen to this, though. In 1995, it was modified to use 10-foot tires. Jeez, um. Can you imagine this truck with 10-foot tall tires? <laughs> That's crazy. Man. And the, here is, here is the, the sort of sad epilogue to the story of Bigfoot 7. After it was retired, I guess after making the circuit to numerous truck show, monster truck shows, it was stripped of its engine, transmission, and other mechanicals and became a display piece outside the Race Rock Cafe theme restaurant. Tell you what, I'll give you all I'll give you all one guess to guess which state in the union it currently resides in. I'll say Texas. Texas, good guess, Marcy. Um, Mississippi was the thing that came to my mind. 
Oh, I thought so. It it originally went to the Race Rock theme restaurant in Orlando, Florida. Oh. Okay. Where it remained until the restaurant closed down. It was then bought by Fun Spot USA in Kissimmee, Florida, where it currently resides. Ah. I guess I don't know what Race Rock is. Yeah, I don't either. I don't either. You're saying it, that, and I don't even recognize that at all. No, I wouldn't expect that you do that, but I just uh, think that it, it seems to me it seems fitting that this monster truck is ended Florida. up down in Florida. That's yeah. right. Yeah, I just I think of monster truck. I, I mean, just I don't know. I think of things being bigger in Texas, and you know, big big trucks like this. I mean, they're I'm I'm in Indiana, and you can see trucks not quite this big, but you know somewhat big but on the street like driving around on the street yeah yeah wow not not to that extreme yeah yeah i have never seen a monster truck in person have any of you ever seen a like i've been to a monster truck show or seen oh yeah i don't think that uh you know that demolition derby didn't have any monster trucks to it did no those are regular cars monster trucks i don't think would be they would have sort of an unfair advantage in uh, demolition derby (laughs) Yeah. They, they would go over the cars instead yeah. of actually into them. What, did you enjoy your monster truck experience, Travis? I mean, I, I was a kid, and it was the time uh, where when Bigfoot was uh, uh, mm. very, very popular. I mean, that specific brand of, of monster trucks, um, which did look pretty much just like this truck. It was like a based on a Ford, you know, body style with the, the big big tires like that and that was i mean i think i was probably six years old so it was yeah of course i I loved it and then i think i went back to did a monster jam you know thing at i don't know i was probably 16 so it it was still just Mm -hmm. as exciting and then they had the uh truckosaurus which was like this big transformer kind of thing where it would like pick up cars and eat them and they kind of make a joke about it in uh in the Simpsons, I think one of the first episodes. That's what uh, I associate monster, yeah. monster truck shows with Truckosaurus yeah. and the Simpsons. Yep. Mm, that, that, I mean, that's the experience I had was pretty much the same thing. Oh, well, that's, um, that's good to hear. Yeah. But is this, is this Brad Wesley's monster truck? No, this is the, I think a couple of people drive it. It's one of the, so we never see him drive it. I mean, we never yeah. see Brad Wesley drive it. It's usually, mm. I believe, I believe Ketchum is the person who we usually find yeah. behind the wheel of the monster truck. Your pick from the last minute. Okay, but do we think that this is this monster truck is owned by Brad Wesley, or is this like a monster truck that one of his henchmen just happens to have just like decided he wanted to have? I'm guessing Brad Wesley's paid for all this stuff because we also see Brad driving that uh, Mustang earlier, and then later we'll see um, the guy who's dating. Uh, Denise, or I uh, dating. I don't know. Like I think he's mm-hmm. driving the Mustang. So, oh, Jimmy, that, Jimmy yeah. is so his I, henchman. I I think Brad just owns all these cars, and they're probably just here at his estate. And then his his guys will use them for whatever their purposes are. Why do we feel like Brad Wesley feels the need to go out and acquire a monster truck? <sighs> what do you think, Marcy? I don't know. He's also got that little tri quad yeah. thing tricycle quad or whatever his little at three-wheeler yes. so do you, do you feel like this is just sort of like another toy that he can own i think so yeah i think, I think he's, he's 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 paying for all this stuff regardless of whether you know, he's the one driving it or not i think he's just yeah. bought his guys a 
uh, monster truck. I don't know. Like, here's a fun thing that you can drive in your spare time when yeah. I'm not throwing you naked pool parties and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Fair enough. Fair enough. We'll get a chance to, we will get a chance to see more. I was, Travis, did you get a chance to attend the session at the Movies by Minute this summer where they went through all those random clips? Were you yeah. one of the, were you one yeah. of the commentators then? I can't I, remember. I was not, no, okay. but I watched, yeah, that event. Yeah. Uh, the, uh, unfortunately I didn't realize there were going to be so many clips submitted. So it wasn't too much of a disappointment that they didn't select my minute. Mm. But if they had, we would have been able to watch the iconic monster truck minute from this movie, okay. which is the one where Ketchum drives his monster truck through the car dealership. Oh, um, which I'm very much looking forward to once we get to that in a long time from now. <laughs> so we're closing out the week and uh, you know, we Travis, we'd love to have you on again, but in case we don't um, on Fridays, we like to give our guest hosts a chance. If there's, there's any other parts of the movie like if 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 you if you could are there other parts of the movie that um you you would want to talk about or wish that you were on to talk about what are your other sort of favorite parts of the movie um i i'm a real big fan of uh sam elliott mm-hmm. and you know seeing him like when he shows up at the roadhouse like that's the scene that i just finished watching uh the so I, I need I need to watch you know everything after that basically. Um, You're talking about the scene out on the loading dock. Yeah, yeah, we're well, yeah, yeah. He kind of saves saves Dalton there, um, but I, I like that scene a lot. And then you know what I can remember from the rest of the movie, I, I think I like uh, Sam Elliott scenes probably the most. So yeah, Sam Elliott in in the role of Wade Garrett is really yeah. just a fantastic. As soon as he arrives, it sort of seems like the movie kind of kicks up into a, a higher gear mm-hmm. for sure. He's fantastic. Well, very good. Well, thank you so much for coming on with us this week. We appreciate it. Um, My pleasure. Tell us again, what you have in the works right now and other things that, that our, our audience can and come and listen to you. Yeah. So you can find me on real comic heroes and that's my comic book movie review podcast. And then I also do Marvel events timeline. And over there, we're talking about uh, the history of Marvel comics, one event at a time. Well, thank you once again for listening to another episode of Roadhouse Minute. Uh, please, if you can, rate and review us on your favorite podcatching app. Come and join us on Facebook at The New Double Deuce. We're also on Twitter and Instagram at, at @rhminute, and you can email us at Dalton says be nice at gmail.com. So remember, until next time, be nice. Bye now. Bye. Later. <laughs> <laughs>